Hey guys, welcome back to a very important episode of Mindset. <laughs> this is Abhishek Sena, that is Hardik Shah. All the time we say that this is a very special episode, but this episode is really important. In today's yeah. podcast, I have one of my batchmates. His name is Samir Bhatla. He is one of the most talented, smartest and hardworking people I have ever met in the cohort. His leadership qualities his passion yeah. towards sports is something i really admire and we have him here to talk about very important things about sports in canada as well as in india so mm-hmm. if you are a sports enthusiast stick to the very end you are going to enjoy this podcast a lot i'm very excited i'm british hardik yeah. you are very excited too very excited really really excited to know all the answers so abhishek why don't you introduce him a little bit and then we will let him introduce himself 100% 100% so like i know him before i started off with my mba program at ryerson university ted royal school of management so i reached out to uh, so i was looking for alumni and seniors who are currently or or have studied in this school so that i gauge what the school going to be about so i reached i found him on linkedin I send him a message that hi, I am Abhishek and I am interested. These are my credentials and like, what do you have? And he was very sweet. He was very professional with his reply. Mm-hmm. He said, just send me your questions and I will try to answer those in like the best of his knowledge. I send the questions. He answered them so well in a very structured format. That's when I knew like this is a very smart guy and maybe I'll get an opportunity to interact with him. So enough about him from me. Let's bring in our special guest uh, and let him introduce himself. Hey, Samir. <laughs> Welcome to Mindfest. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, so Abhishek was introducing yeah. you and um, he was introducing very he, uh, the words that he was using is like wow what what a guy so um, uh, but we would really love to hear uh, what do you have to say and uh, if you could introduce yourself that would be great yeah yeah absolutely well no i was i was very curious what type of introduction was being given so i'm excited to to look that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah no my name is samir obviously as you as you guys know um south asian back from from india my family's from from india grew up here uh, in canada and have been here for now like 20 almost 24 years of my life so so it's been a, a long time in the country uh but yeah i did my had a lot of interest in uh in science as a young at a young age that led me to the university of toronto where i did my undergrad in kinesiology and kind of merged my uh kind of love for science and love for sport put the two together um and then uh yeah fast forward a couple months covid comes uh kind of sweeps the sweeps the nation and i was in my my last semester of undergrad at the time so graduated online was pushed pushed virtually and uh yeah after that was really trying to figure out like what was next and where i was going to go and and i knew that i had uh, an interest in in the business side of sport knew i wanted some more formal business training so that's eventually what uh what led me to the Ted Rogers MBA program and yeah i've been here uh, ever since i've had some great experiences over the last couple of years and and uh i'm really grateful for for my time so far and excited for what the future holds oh that's that great was a great introduction and <laughs> that was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you have done your undergrad in kinesiology uh, yeah. this is uh, uh, if if so most of our listeners and viewers are based in india and i'm pretty sure uh, like 90% of the people have no clue what kinesiology is even i did not know i'm not sure yeah. about abhishek so when we were preparing for the podcast and we i mean i was looking up uh, what exactly kinesiology is and i'm and i was like okay this is something new for me so can you just define a little bit uh, so that people can understand what it is and why did you choose that 
Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and I totally get it because when I, when I went to see family back there and they'd always ask, Oh, like, what are you studying? I'd say kinesiology. They're like, what the hell is that? So it's, it's, <laughs> people, people don't know. So I almost have to frame it as, as well. It's, it's science at the end of the day, I'm doing a science degree. So uh, yeah, but in, in uh, kind of simple terms, kinesiology is, is really the study of movement is the study of how we can improve uh, kind of human capacity, human longevity through an understanding of anatomy, physiology, uh, biomechanics, all of these different things go into a kind of a, a comprehensive understanding of when you when you look at uh, the biology, the chemistry, the physics, and kind of everything that goes into understanding the human body and the human and human movement. So it's really, it's really a branch of, of medical sciences in a way. And, it, and it's a way of just uh, what I was really interested in by this program uh, was kind of a, a course that I had taken in my last year of high school, which was just it was called introductory kinesiology. It was the first year it was offered and I, I only took it because one of my buddies said, you know, like it's, it's a, it's, it's an easy course. It'll help you boost your GPA and everything. And so I like, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take it. Cause I was, I was thinking about getting into university and was planning for the future. So I uh, decided to take the course and little did I know that the course would then change the next trajectory that I was on. So, I mean, uh, I mean, I, f- I fell in love with the content. Uh, it was not easy as he said it would be. It was- <laughs> It was very, um, uh, very granular. You have to know a lot of the details when it comes yeah. to from the skin all the way down to the vessels in the body. And I just found that stuff to be very, very interesting. So, uh, and like of the three sciences being like biochem and physics, I always loved biology. I always loved that. Uh, I thought it was very, very interesting. So yeah, I mean, ultimately I, I really excelled in the class. My teacher was amazing. Uh, and uh, that was kind of uh, when I started to explore future opportunities within that field and then started talking to uh, recruiters and going to the various events that we host within within Canada for universities and and that's when I knew that you know what like this is probably going to be uh, a good fit and uh, my father had actually gone to the University of Toronto too so my family was a little bit biased and they kind of wanted me to go there in a sense but I just knew that with the resources and with the the faculty and everything that they had there I knew it would be uh, kind of the right place for me to be at the time. All right okay okay so unlike that in India like, so after high school, you have to choose between three major streams, yes. science, commerce, arts, right? And if you are a good student, if you score anything about 90%, given that you have to take science, if you don't take science, the teachers, the principal of the school will come to you and say, you are a smart student. Why are you taking arts? So right. that's a big thing. slowly it is changing. Slowly, slowly it's changing. And I'm lucky to have seen that change before <laughs> I got to Canada, but yeah. like, what happens is even after you take science, your options still become very limited. People say medicine or engineering. Yeah. Like there's nothing yeah. else in the world. Either you do MBBS, which is the medicine degree in India, or mm-hmm. do engineering in any of the fields of your choice. That's where you are given choice. And that too, like a lot of, there are things there. Um, so back when I was deciding, unlike you, biology was something which I couldn't get my head around. Although yeah. I loved watching Animal Planet, and National Geography, I love watching all those things, but not so much that I understand the anim- anatomy of all these animals or humans for right. that matter. Right. And um, I don't know if you know about me that, but I used, I grew up as a very fat kid. So knowing about physical body was something I was really not very interested in. So right. Right. that's something about me. But like Hardik, what about you? Yeah. Bro, I was uh, exactly opposite of what you were. I was extremely thin. I am all. I already am thin, but I was. I was like I weighed thirty kgs when I was uh, when I was in school. And um, yeah, what like you said about 
taking commerce science and arts uh, i i took uh, i took science because i was interested in computers from day in and day out and i i i was interested in arts but i realized that i i like arts after i was in uh, after after 3 or 4 years into science and uh, then was too late and to be very honest like abhishek said that if you take arts it is kind of frowned upon that if you if you score really well in school and in college you are not supposed to take art arts, arts is the uh, the option for the people who cannot study that is basically right. the definition in india right and right. Uh, yeah yeah so uh, today anyway we are going to talk about sports and uh, so uh, let's start talking about the whole uh, the whole journey of sport so in india cricket is very dominant uh, yeah like it, nobody cares about any other sport uh, yeah, it's, it's, i can it's even a, it's say that in india cricket yeah, is another like religion and like that religion. is something yeah. that unites all other religions so that's a very yeah. good thing about that but we will talk about other bad things too so, yeah the players are the gods and the game is the religion that's true and uh, yeah so so obviously i grew up in india and uh, my whole life <laughs> rotates and revolves around cricket i have never played any other sport football maybe once or twice but the whole concentration is towards cricket and it's not only for me it's the majority of india and uh, so uh, we, we so when i when i was talking to abhishek about uh, about you and your interest in sport and i was i was i was asking him exactly which sport are you into and he told me that you are into M- nba and nba is it's very new in india so it's there are there are people who are watching basketball uh, including myself i started yeah. watching like 3 to 4 years back but there are very few people who are interested in watching basketball so right. so let's talk about sports and uh, tell us how did you start the whole journey of you know getting inter- being interested in sports and then being interested in nba and the whole and you know literally studying about the kinesiology that is the you know the study of the body the body movement yeah for sure so I mean it started obviously when I was when I was very young kind of the first uh, I was one of those kids you know back in the day I I loved like gym class and phys ed I every time we had it that was the highlight of my week because it was something different from just studying and and learning concepts and and theories and things like that um I loved it I loved I loved competing at a young age I loved competitions in general I loved winning uh and and so that that was kind of what would drove me to sport and then I started playing soccer soccer was actually my first sport uh played, played organized with a couple of clubs I was very trash at soccer. I was not good. I was, <laughs> like you could put me in front of the net and I would still blow it. Like I I was like I was just terrible. And I knew I knew I wasn't good. That was I think one thing about me at a young age is I was very like I had a high sense of kind of self-realization and and my identity and I knew what I was good at and what I was not good at. So was willing to take a back seat when it came to soccer and then uh ultimately my love for basketball started when i was introduced to kobe bryant who's like he's on my i have a book of him back there as well kobe bryant was my like that guy was my idol you talk about cricket players being gods in india to me he was a god he was untouchable he was like the next level of what it meant to be an elite athlete and he introduced me into the sport i loved watching the lakers go at it with the celtics in the nba finals and uh it was just the fast pace of the sport is what got me into it it was constantly back and forth someone was always scoring and it always came down to the wire and i think that's what i really really loved about it i loved the athleticism from these athletes cuz unlike a lot of other sports in basketball you need to be good at every every kind of movement yeah. running there's jumping there's lateral movements there's quickness everything so you have to be good at a lot of different things and so um yeah i started uh 
started to play the sport again with my friends at recess. I was like, I was, I was again, not great at it. And uh, I was always like one of the kids who was picked last to be on a team at, at recess. So I knew that I knew I wasn't as, as good as some of the other kids. And uh, eventually, like I, I had tried out for the school team in the fifth grade and I made it past the first cut. And then when it came to making the team, I was cut. And my coach basically told me that he, he said he saw potential in me, but he said I wasn't there yet. So for me, that was like a wake up call. I was like, okay, that's changing now. I joined, a, I enrolled in a camp that was every Friday evening, uh, played with a bunch of other really skilled kids. And eventually I started to just like, explode i started to improve a lot i got a lot better at various skills then after that grade six seven and eight not only did i make the team but i was a starter on the team and i was a leading scorer on the team oh that's great so it was a very like it was a great moment for me my confidence was through the roof i felt a lot better about myself and and uh i was getting a lot out of it i enjoyed traveling to other schools and competing against other teams because now you start to make friends at these other schools and you start to like see them every year when you compete in these tournaments so we were doing well. We started winning a lot of games. And then when I got to grade, I want to say, yeah, grade eight, grade nine is when I, when I thought, okay, you know what, now I want to take it to the next level. So then I started playing for a provincial club within Ontario and uh, was playing at the provincial level. Did that for a couple of years, loved it again, got a lot out of it. Uh, but then that was when I learned kind of very quickly that, okay, like I stopped growing as you guys know, South Asians are not, we're not very tall. We don't we're <laughs> like, we're not going to be yeah. six foot eight and we're not going to be yeah. extremely muscular. Yeah. Either. So yeah. for me, for me, that was like, okay. And I, and I always joke around that I, I blame my mom for that because my, my, <laughs> dad is, my, dad is, my dad is around six foot one and my mom is maybe like five, three. So she really pulled me down in the, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I always, I always tease her about that, but, uh, but in all seriousness, yeah, I, I knew that, uh, realized very quickly that, okay, like I had dreams of like potentially playing uh, division one basketball in the United States or oh. potentially even taking it further than that. And then uh, I learned very quickly that, okay, this is not a, a realistic possibility. And I wasn't, I don't think I was willing at the time to invest all kind of the time and energy into like getting an elite coach and like really mm. just putting in that effort. I knew I still had to pursue my education because that was ultimately going to take me somewhere. So yeah, eventually that was where I kind of closed the door on playing competitively with the organized groups and clubs, but uh, I knew I still wanted to stay involved in the sport and still had a love for the sport and, and continue to be involved within various capacities, whether that was like coaching children, whether that was uh, in, in university, I was working with our U of T varsity team as actually a student therapist. So I was actually working directly with the athletes as part of my program uh, and then, uh, yeah, then had the chance to work with the Toronto Raptors as part of their game. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. So that was, so that was like great opportunity for me, obviously growing up as a fan of the team and as a fan of the sport, I was now contributing to the experiences for 20,000 fans on a home game basis. And I, I loved it. And it was, it was a great experience. And I mean, I loved like, just, you find a kid at the game who it's his first time at the game. And I would like go out of my way to maybe grab him a t-shirt or grab him oh. like give out these like certificates uh that were like first game certificates so just like little things like that i just loved like making people's days like that and i loved the uh wow. the that people loved about these games it really brought people together so yeah i mean despite not uh all of that to say is like despite not i guess taking like playing the game at the at a higher level i always to this day continue to consume it continue to stay involved and you guys can tell from like my backdrop that I'm. yeah like, yeah i was about to say that yeah, it's very, it's very on brand. So I think that's, uh, that's yeah. about that. It's a really pretty yeah. room you have there. 
like jersey number no. 23 okay <laughs> <laughs> so like talking about this fandom like what's the fandom like in canada for basketball yeah great question i'm glad you asked that because it is the fandom <laughs> for the fandom for basketball is like it's going to another level and in fact mm. the, kind of the, the catalyzing event for that was when the raptors won the championship in 2019 that was okay. kind of the when that happened because the raptors were always a below average or average team for many many oh. years and since yeah. they started off in 1995 is when the franchise was born they've always been they've gone through ups and downs they would have te- years where they were good but they would never get past the first round of the playoffs or they had teams where they were really really bad and they were just rebuilding so i think we got really lucky in the tw- the 2019 team it was a very strong roster of guys it was a very strong team yeah very strong team overall we were lucky to have like a guy like Kawhi Leonard who came and contributed to the league and and i mean we every game they won it was it was crazy because i was like directly in that and i was i was like watching the game downtown i was watching the game with friends and like every game they won it was like the city collectively was backing this team not even just the city of toronto the country of canada because we only have one nba team so yeah. they they represent all of us whereas in the united mm. states they have 29 teams over there yeah, so it's yeah. a different ball game but we were all kind of rallying behind this cause i'll never forget like the night that they won i was in downtown toronto and i was just running through the streets we were going crazy wow. it was like <laughs> there was like like thousands and thousands of people packed into like young and dundas yeah. and everyone was driving through the streets honking their cars canadian flags everywhere i i loved it it was like that's a night that i'll never forget because yeah the funny thing is that i support gsw and i have seen yeah, oh wow world, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan of uh, steph curry so i have yeah, seen the yeah. world 2009 2019 and the team was so good and the the fact that raptors won and that and that year the team of gsw was so good the all the all star right. players were there but right. the 4-2 okay. lead that they got was extremely it was amazing the game was really good yeah, they won fair and square yeah totally it was it was it was great i mean it was unfortunate that golden state had a couple of injuries in that series because i think if they were fully healthy it would have been a very very tight uh finish to the series but yeah. regardless it was great and i mean like to answer the question like the fandom is really ever since that the sport has been on an upward rise both at the men's mm-hmm. level and at the women's level and even look at the grassroots level when it comes to children and community initiatives too so the sport is growing exponentially and i think like i'm a huge i'm biased but i'm a huge <laughs> it's going to it's going to eventually pass hockey so i think it's it's oh, wow. the point where oh, it, it is hockey is still canada sport and there's no question about that it still will be for years to come but i think give it some time and basketball is going to just eclipse hockey and i'm i'm waiting for that day so i can tell you <laughs> so yeah yeah and i'm so glad that like hardik here is a like a nba big big time nba fan and he really enjoys the sport otherwise if it was just me my questions would have been very limited with the sport and i would have got enlighten me but like talking about that um in my school days also i was like a, this big i was fat but i was also tall so it was right. given that i would be good at basketball it like everybody considered yeah. that i would be good at it. and maybe because people thought that way i also believe that okay maybe that can be my sport that's i i am not a very big fan of cricket unlike other indians i might get a lot of heat for that too but yeah, yeah. Um, um, i thought like maybe i will try basketball then i was part of the yellow team and i was training with the team and i was very bad at it I was very bad at it. The only thing, only importance that I have in my team 
to make the other team like they should feel intimidated with the team that we have used. Right, right. So I was kept in the substitute team, and my job was just to sit there and look scary. So <laughs> I was there. I was there, and what happened is one of the key players, and this was during the final round, like, and there was like we we needed two points to win. Yeah, 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 and like we would like we were actually one point behind the other team. We needed two. If we if somebody could like do a two pointer, we would have won that game. And right. what happened is, I was subbed in because one of the key players got injured, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is the time. I have no idea how to like play this sport properly because. So there was there are things like you cannot like hold the ball in your hand for a couple of while. You have to dribble right. in a special. order and i was i was very bad at that so i my game plan was to stay as far away from the ball as possible i would just circle <laughs> around people i'll try to show them that i am here so be be aware and just not touch the ball as much as possible i don't clearly remember what happened but somewhere somebody passed my ball and my job was to throw it and i threw it and it was a two pointer People say it was a two pointer. I have no idea how I did that, and I still have a certificate from my school which says first prize in basketball team. And wow. <laughs> I still wow. have no idea what to do, how to play that. But yeah, so that's my story about basketball. I have tried to yeah. learn, but like since I'm here, I'm going to bother the hell out of you to take me to a Raptors game and maybe teach you this. <laughs> that's my plan. Yeah, the fact yeah the fact that playing basketball in India is such a big deal. Because when we were young, and uh, so our, our, my school had multiple basketball courts they had made, but everybody used to play cricket there, because right, right. nobody plays basketball. So, but but uh, basketball was such a cool game, you know. When we were in school, like this is this is new. Everybody is so cool. They have this uh, the lingo and the handshake that they do. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's extremely cool for people. And uh, yeah. see, I am five seven five eight and. I did not even imagine, and I was like, I cannot play basketball. I I just gave up, and afterwards I realized, oh, there are players who are who are my height or maybe one or two inch taller than me, but they play really, really well. But right. then it was too late for me. <laughs> <laughs> but but I really, I really adore the game. Really love it. I I had a thing for that game for for many years, but uh, in Indian television, it not even. Show basketball. No need to even see that game because nobody is watching it. So, <laughs> right, right. and yeah. I, think, I think the no. It's interesting to see that. Yeah, you both had like very different different yeah. with the with the sport. And I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Abhishek, don't worry. One day I'll get you. To, I'll get you to a game, and maybe we make a maybe we make an NBA initiative out of it. I think that could be that yes. could be really cool if we could get. I would love to see Abhishek in an NBA in initiative. Live my dream, friend. Yeah, and they like to they like to do those um, uh, giveaways at halftime where they'll get a fan to come onto the court and take a half. Yeah, <laughs> I can do that. You can do that. And if, if I can you, do that for sure. You'll get like you'll get like twenty five thousand dollars if you make it. So I think it'll be a good Whoa. opportunity. Yeah, then you can okay. then you can fly out Hardik too in a straight direct fight. Yeah. Okay. Fine. And if you I cannot, have... then next year become a mascot and come. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe maybe make me my mascot. I can do like all these goofy things, and if I have a mask on, I can do that like ten times more. So yeah. please make me a mascot. I can do that, and maybe I want like the. Uh, so our university has a mascot. It's a ram. Uh, it's called Eggy yeah. Ram. Eggy Rams, right? Something like that. I, I something like that. Yeah, I don't. I, don't know. Egg, I, I think it's Eggy the Ram. Yeah, Eggy the Ram. And so maybe yeah. I can like take, I wear that costume and like just cheer and just do all the goofy things around there. That way, I can be connected to basketball too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> like you, you were talking like you were talking about the thing that in 2019 when Raptors won the game, you like ran across the seas. You were like really happy. Yeah. There's something I could never understand about cricket when that happened in India. Like people like taking out their shirt, taking out their jerseys, showing right. so right. much love. Why? I don't. I don't like the love part, but that scares me because when the team doesn't perform well, they are like abusing the shit out of the players. They are like, oh, you don't yeah. know how to play. These. This was such a simple shot. I see. Like my father, he is the biggest sports nerd I have ever seen. He watches oh, all Lord, the sports please. around the world. If it's soccer, he would stay awake at night. He would watch that. If it's basketball, he watches that. If it is Olympics, he watches everything. He is a big time sports person, and it's right. I don't know. And my mom too. She is also a big time cricket fan. I don't know why I became like this defective piece who was not interested. Hey, come time. on! <laughs> <laughs> but like later, later. <laughs> Sorry, what? I said, give yourself more credit. You're not a defective. Piece. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a self-deprecating joke, which I like to do. But like, I know what I am. So, so what happens is so. So I really don't understand why they start cursing. Like, I see my father and my like my relatives, my cousins when they watch a game, my friends when they watch a game. If somebody's not taking a shot, which is supposedly a simple shot to take, they are like. What are you doing? What are you doing? They just get out of their seat, and you can see this typical deep Indian accent coming out of yeah. them. Like, what are you doing? It's yeah. so crazy. Uh, and I, I am like sitting at the corner, like, yeah, I, I relate. I totally relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> the, thing, the thing with that is, like, at the end of the day, it's very easy for us as spectators and as fans. To yeah. tell these players what to do and and act like we're the coach and we're the expert and we know exactly. what they should be doing. But in that moment, though, and I can I can say too because I've I've played at a high level when you have fans watching the game and when you have something on the line and you need to win the game, it's it's not easy. Like and there's a lot of times where you know the pressure gets to certain players or yeah. just a split second. There's so many like yeah. external factors that are going on and you could be the most skilled athlete in the game, yeah. but. Regardless, like something could just one thing has to go wrong for you to mess up the play, right? And and yeah. I think it's easy for, yeah, it's very easy for people to trash these athletes. And I think we've seen it a lot on like I see it a lot on Twitter all the time too, where actually oh. people people are going crazy. Like like it happens a lot with NBA guys, where if if a guy like uh, for example, I'll give you guys an example. Like there's a current player, Russell Westbrook, who he he is going through a bit of a stretch where he's not playing well, and he's historically been a very athletic. Yeah. type A player and he's very skilled but he's right now in a stretch where he's just not doing well he's in a bit of a slump and people on twitter are shredding the guy apart they're mm. taking him apart yeah. you shouldn't be on the lakers you don't deserve the spot blah 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 like they're going after him i think yeah the same thing happened with uh, kevin durant as well right everybody just called him yeah. snake on internet yeah. exactly what, what? Yeah, so he yeah. he had essentially moved from one team to another. He had been with uh, the team OKC for for some years, and out of the blue, he switched. He he joined Golden State, who Hardik's favorite team. And basically, Golden State at the time was like the top team in the league. So he left a, an average team to join the best team, and because of that, everybody started attacking him. They said, "Oh, you're a snake Ooh. for leaving." Like you, he's turning his back on his current team, and it led to a lot of tension with his past team as well. So. Whenever they played each other, those were really interesting games because there was very high tension, and you, the players were going at it, the coaching staff were going at it. So uh, that was that was one thing. But I think yeah, at the end of the day, like uh, you mentioned, like people ripping their shirts off and stuff. Exactly. Like that. It's it's crazy because yeah, I think that's that's 
the reason why like even i love sports so much is because and you said it earlier about how it kind of unites people despite mm. religion and stuff like that it really is in my opinion the number one kind of like unifier in the world it, there's nothing yeah, like true. that brings people together across continents across countries like it's it's crazy the community that sports create are are like unparalleled and a second yeah. to not think like it's it's amazing how it brings people together because at the end of the day you feel like you're part of a larger cause you feel like you're yes steering towards something yeah, that's, true. That's, that's what i felt when the raptors were on that on that run during that summer of 2019 because everybody you see in the streets has their raptors jersey on raptor scarf hat all these different yeah. things, face paint they're going crazy and I still remember people were climbing like street lights and just hanging from the street for no reason. And it was there was one guy who was actually wearing a dinosaur costume and was walking through the streets in a giant dino, like raptor costume. And yeah, the T-Rex. <laughs> people are crazy, but I mean, it just goes to show you that like all it takes is like yeah, how much they love you. Yeah, everybody has to just be behind a common cause, and then yeah. like that, the crazy fandom comes out. But then on the yeah. Kind of yeah, dark flip side, side. yeah is that people take it a notch too far and then you and then they start vandalizing streets they start oh. destroying property they start breaking and entering the places and we've seen that with like a bunch of different like whether it's soccer matches hockey games too uh where people will just lose their minds and then they think yeah. that all of a sudden they can start looting stores or just like doing whatever they need to do so i think like that's the only thing i think people just need to learn to like chill yeah. out chill. yes yeah. please being an indian and uh, if you if you if you know about india and pakistan matches it has oh, been yeah. like this since ages and i don't think it's going to stop ever <laughs> and this time this time when india lost cricket match yeah. everybody was like oh no it's, it's just a game everybody was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it would have been anything else it would have been yes we bashed the shit out of them and exactly. it's like you see the duality recently also i guess uh, india and south africa they had a match cricket match and right. so virat kohli he's, he was the indian captain right now it's rohit sharma please hardik correct me with all the cricket facts yeah he's <laughs> so so virat kohli was the captain so he was playing and i guess he did not play that well and his wife who's a bollywood actress her name is anushka sharma yes so yeah yeah had the chance with her baby a newborn baby and she was there and like paparazzis they are looking for all these moments so they took pictures sure. they circulated everything around uh, the internet and you know how twitter is you know how instagram is so yeah. then anushka sharma she tweeted that like this was uh, we were taken aback we were all caught off guard I don't want my daughter's picture to be circulated, and then people started bashing, trolling them for this comment. I feel that it's her right if she wants her privacy. It's okay. Yeah. But like what I see, when you achieve a status of celebrity, a sportsman, and of that level, your privacy becomes a myth. Although it's a myth for everybody, but for at that level, it's really, real bad. It's right. like people will take yeah. pictures. You are in a bad mood. Yeah, well, exactly. What happens that every picture of a celebrity or a kid of a celebrity has a price tag, oh, yeah. uh, you know, allocated rate. So if you are a photographer, if you're a freelancer, and if you get a picture of Virat Kohli and Anushka's kid who has okay. never been on a camera before, so that the price of that kid's picture is the highest, and everybody yeah. is want want to make a living, and everybody wants to make money, right? So how many times will you tell them, <laughs> please don't take that, my my exactly. kid's picture, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. is this something that happens in like the uh, basketball players in Canada and in the United States? Does this happen too? Yeah, I mean, so it's like stuff like that. It happens all the time. Where, where, like, yeah, like certain 
like pictures will be leaked or like maybe like this this guy is out with a specific actress or specific musician and like it gets posted everywhere and and the thing is like now because we're in the the like digital age and the era of social media like that if if you're doing something or you're out with someone you can expect it almost guaranteed that within 24 hours 48 hours it's going to be out there somewhere and i think uh, like like you guys have mentioned like people are looking for that scoop they're looking for that kind of like uh, scandalous moment for them to profit off of. And I think like yeah. that's, that's why, that's why like, yeah, a lot of people don't like paparazzi for that reason, because they're so like invasive of your privacy. Yeah. And, uh, the thing with Anushka Sharma, like, yeah, I also quick side note, I used to have a huge crush on her back. Then. <laughs> Who did not? <laughs> I, I, I like, I was in love with her, but um, anyways, point, point being like, yeah, the fact that like, I think when it comes to like kids and especially infants or, or toddlers, I think that's that's like that should be like totally off limits. Like I I don't mm. think you should be photographing people's kids, especially when they're that young. That's a very like yep. intimate moment between the mother and her, her daughter, uh, or even like the family as a whole. And I feel like yeah, that's something that you shouldn't be like just posting out there. And I totally understand her concerns about like not feeling comfortable and being caught off guard. But yeah, yeah. when it comes to, like any any athletes, not even just basketball, like it definitely it I I would say it's probably not as prevalent as it might be in India, but I think it still happens. Mm. There could be, there could be yeah. moments where they're, they're trying to like find some dirt on a specific player. Or yeah. This guy was out at this club when he has a big game the next day, little things like that. So I think like at the end of the day, like it eats into people's privacy because at the end of the day, these guys are all guys and, and men and exactly. exactly. They're humans at the end of the day, they have a life <laughs> outside of their job, outside of their sport. So if they choose to, if this guy wants to go, if like James Harden, for example, who has been, it's been found out that he's been at a lot of like strip clubs, for example, recently. If he wants to go to strip clubs in his spare time, who cares? Why do you, why are people <laughs> obsessed with an athlete's life? He's making millions uh, of dollars. He doesn't yeah, they're talking about obsession with celebrities. Uh, ask Indians. We are super obsessed with oh. anyone who is famous anyone who is famous uh, I, I see so many pictures of celebrities in uh, united states canada and uh, any europe countries they travel in subways and they travel in the local buses it is not even even like one you cannot even think of doing that in india it. you can't do that in india people right. will jump right you literally jump on you yeah, I, I, I love the picture. I love the rotating picture of Jake Gyllenhaal in the subway. He's taking the subway right. like like, a, like an ordinary dude. I'm like, if Shah Rukh Khan even thinks of trying that, he's going to be Oh, wait. oh God. <laughs> I hope he gets out of that alive. Yeah, people are people are obsessed with his son too, you know, and he was involved oh. in that that whole that issue and, and everything going on. And like even, yeah, I think because I think the thing with um with, yeah, with the Indian cultures, with Bollywood, when you have a beast like Bollywood and you have all these huge, huge stars that have been in these massive movies, there's, I think, a lot of people, like a lot of, like, call it like regular civilians who, who want to kind of like emulate that and they want to yeah. be the next, like, Ritha Groshin or whoever. So, like, I was, I was like that. I did Bollywood dance <laughs> for like, I, I want to say, like, I don't know, set, six, seven years. I have, Guilty, like, me too. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So I did it. It wasn't, it was against my will. My mom just signed me up for it, but I started to, I started to enjoy it. And like a lot of my, my teachers were people who were dancing in Bollywood movies. So it was like, I was learning from people who were like very obviously knew what they were doing. I found it to be fun. You make a lot of friends through it. You perform on stage. Mm -hmm. And then 
then people were asking us to dance at their weddings at their receptions and wow. it was, yeah it was a lot of fun i i enjoyed it honestly it was a good it, it really like improves your confidence just makes you a better like well-rounded person yeah. but um yeah i totally i totally get it though it's it's i had a point too was like oh i want to dance in like the next like boom movie for example like, <laughs> everybody everybody thinks it it's definitely a thought you're gonna have but i mean yeah. uh, i think there's there is a certain level of i think obsession and it's not not to diss india like i mean no disrespect by it i just think like yeah the, i think the people kind of put they lift these celebrities on a pedestal and then yeah. they worship yeah, a little bit too much yeah a little bit too it's like it's, it's like the way they say that with great power comes great responsibility with great fandom comes great invasion of privacy so sure. that's there <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah so like that's about it like like what do you have to say about all the indian stereotypes where it, like we can talk about indian stereotypes regarding sports or anything else what do you think about that sure sure yeah i mean i think like the main one is definitely like i mean you you need to be good at school you need to be educationally <sighs> sound uh and you have to pursue kind of like like you guys touched on the different streams i think like and even here it's it's kind of like you're expected to be like a doctor a lawyer oh, or an engineer and that's kind of it if you're not one of those three you're taking on a very unconventional path and then that's like where i come into the mix i'm oh, taking a very unconventional path right like that that uh like indians in general don't tend to work in like the sports and entertainment industry um and i think for me that's been kind of like a motivating factor that's kind of a reason why i want to really excel in it and succeed because i'm hoping that along the way it'll kind of inspire others to do the same and i think like i've been i joined a group actually that was based out of it's based out of new york it's called south asians in sports and it was a community that was created by uh, a a woman named neha obroy and she is a like ex pro tennis player so she used to play professional tennis and she created this community for the purpose of basically just uh kind of empowering south asian professionals in the in the in the world that are in this industry and it has like uh, now it has almost like 1000 members and it's got like people from all over the place people from india people from the us australia wherever so it's really great a group to be a part of i'm glad i i joined have gotten other of my friends like looped into it as well but um i think yeah we need things like that to kind of shift the narrative and change the narrative a bit and i think yeah. honestly part of part of the reason why these stereotypes types exist is because like we talked about it earlier people in india don't know what kinesiology is for example i think they don't they don't have the exposure to the to the like breadth of different studies and different fields that maybe we have in like north america so because of that you know they're they're channel to only think of us as a couple of different ways where they can go and there's nothing wrong with that it's not their fault yeah. it's just that that's what they're exposed to that's what they're used to yeah. so they're they almost don't want to they don't want to challenge things too much because they're unsure of where it could lead so i think that's where like introduction of like new programs comes into play they need the infrastructure to develop those programs and i think like once you expose people to it that's like that's how you start to introduce new career paths because like what if yeah. i just think of like what if somebody is what if someone is not cut out to be a doctor a lawyer or exactly. then what exactly. if, they're, if they're just and and not everybody is super for each of those fields you have to be fairly like academically smart and if you're if you're not like if school isn't necessarily your thing that doesn't mean you're useless there's you could be great at so many other things and i mean you think of like people like someone like steve jobs who like dropped out of yeah. school these are these are people who so there we've seen countless stories of like entrepreneurs people in the industry who dropped out of high school dropped out of college and like now look at them they're they're billionaires they've made an impact on the world and and this is not to 
promote like oh go drop out of yeah, school yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah at the end of the day i think the only way to kind of like challenge stereotypes is that everybody needs to just understand like kind of the more options that are out there and i mean um in in i guess the defense of indians in a general is that i do think we're moving in a positive direction i do think that there's it's become yeah. the country is becoming somewhat more progressive i think the people in general are becoming more progressive and i think like uh, a lot of things have just changed not even just education related i think when it comes to like women's rights as well i think a lot of things have changed compared to like 20 years ago i think we're definitely moving in a more positive direction there's still a lot of room for improvement for sure and that's yeah. anywhere in the world but i think definitely yeah they're going going in a really good direction and i mean uh, it's it's good to see that perspectives are changing opinions are changing because that's ultimately how we're going to uh make some like impactful changes on the world that's true uh, all right um so sami so we have a fair understanding of why did you choose kinesiology and like what has your journey so far been with regarding to sports and everything then why did you decide to pursuing a business degree why an mba yeah yeah and that's uh yeah that was kind of like the turning point for me and i, I mean i kind of alluded to a little bit earlier but basically um when kind of after graduating virtually we were all of a sudden like in this ecosystem where there's no jobs available there's no opportunities available uh and i had kind of started out by just sending cold messages to people on linkedin like professionals in the industry and just asking if i could hop on a 20 to 30 minute call with them and just like pick their brain and learn a little bit about like their specific role and if it was something that i could see myself doing so uh fortunately a lot of people were willing to give their time and were willing to to help me out and i i really enjoyed that i think they understood like that that the kind of the next generation of students coming through the pandemic were in a different spot compared to everybody else because we were we graduated into the pandemic and we were kind of stuck mm-hmm. in that so yeah. um for me honestly the the Ted Rogers MBA program wasn't even in the cards until i decided to attend one of their recruitment events just for the sake of it just to see what it was about um and heard that they had the sport business focus thought it was interesting but attended this event and ultimately that's what kind of changed my perspective and and uh I connected with a couple of the students who were on the panel. Uh one of them I really resonated with. We had a lot in common, a lot of similar experiences. So he he said some great things about it. Uh knew they had some great faculty at the program as well and then they had affiliations to like Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, the NBA Canada, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it was a good mm-hmm. a good institution to be a part of because their location in downtown Toronto and right in the heart of Toronto. they're they've already been like embedded in the sports scene in Canada so i knew it was a good place for me to be and um ultimately yeah that's what led me to the program and i mean now like and i've been fortunate to like be on some of the student panels at the program hosts and like i've i've now what i listened to a, a year or two years ago now i'm on those panels talking mm. to students and and getting them to come to the to the program and talking mm. about the sport business focus and things like that so it's it's kind of come 360 and in a way it's been it's been really nice and yeah. even our our like abhishek knows about uh like our sport leadership association yes. have, like we we have like i think we've taken the kind of sport business focus in the program it's very it's very young it's only it's less than 5 years old but i think we've really taken it a notch up and have kind of put it on the map in a sense and and have established it at the university so yeah i'm just looking forward to like continuing to to see it grow and then whoever kind of comes in and takes on the mantle next year takes the association with everything we've done and continues to kind of push it forward because i think that's the only way we're going to continue to to like um to grow and i think overall like yeah the whole reason for pursuing the mba was uh, i knew i wanted 
to, to kind of have that formal business training, learn a little bit more about the business world. I do think that being in a business program so far, and maybe you guys can attest to this as well, but I find that it's not, at the end of the day, business isn't like the most difficult thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. I think science, math, engineering, mm, these are disciplines true. you you need to study very vigorously to understand these concepts. I think with business, if you just kind of have a good, well-rounded understanding of a lot of things, you can kind of figure it out. Like marketing, you can figure it out. Strategy, you can figure it out. Um, even analytics, you can figure it out. You don't have to be necessarily really, really good at one thing. So I found, I found that that like my transition coming from U of T to Ryerson wasn't so difficult because uh, I think like U of T prepared me very well. It was a, U of T was known, it's known to be a very like academic institution. So it was a tough, tough program at times. Like there were times where, where like the grading was very tough. They really pushed you to, to kind of like do well. So I found that that prepared me good for, for the master's program. But yeah, it's been a, a lot of great uh, learning experiences and opportunities so far, for sure. Oh, that's great. Like, and like talking about the sports mm. leadership thing, you were like VP events last year in the sports leadership association. Yes. Right now you're the president and you are doing a very great job in this organization. There has been so many great virtual events with great speakers. There's yeah. something which I know Hardik knows. I told him about, but for our viewers and listeners, he got one of the biggest commentators of Raptors game, Toronto Raptors, Jack Armstrong on one of the panel. Yeah. And recently you have done a collaboration with the Vassar man. So kudos to you. Your team is doing a fabulous job. And thank you. Like, we want to like share a one or one or two lines about that. Your collaboration, your work in this uh, sports leadership association. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think the main thing for us, like when, um, so when part of the group last year, like we had founded it in, in the fall of 2020, we had just started up. It was kind of like running your own small business in a sense. And, and so we were trying to figure out like, what was our, what was our value add? There's a lot of other sport business clubs across the country. So how are we going to make ourselves not necessarily better, but different. How are we gonna how are we gonna put a new fresh spin on things? How are we gonna like make a name for ourselves? So we kind of did that a little bit last year. We had a couple, I think we had around three kind of keystone events. And then my goal kind of coming into the presidency was we're gonna double, if not triple that. We're gonna have way more events. We're gonna connect the students to industry professionals. We're gonna have opportunities for networking. We're gonna allow people to learn about different things. And yeah, I mean, so far, like we've had four each very big events. Our last event, yeah, the collaboration with Wasserman, we had over 80 students attend. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a very big turnout. And I think that was an opportunity for the students to meet leaders in the industry. And because and, at the end of the day, not everybody is into like networking and, and putting themselves out there and reaching out to these people. So what we wanted to do is really like bridge that gap and, and mm -hmm. kind of do that work for you. So now by attending the event, Obviously, everything is like completely free of charge and everything. You come and you are able to meet these people and develop organic relationships. So I think that's what we've wanted to do. We want to kind of inspire the next generation of leaders, educate them on opportunities so that uh, everybody who comes in isn't, isn't coming in narrow-minded and thinking like, okay, like I can only work at MLSE in Canada. And mm. that's it because everybody, uh, everybody, I guess for any like listeners who don't know what MLSE is, they're basically the kind of the main sports and entertainment property in Canada. They own the fair, the four major Toronto teams. And so everybody growing up and coming through this industry thinks, okay, I have to work at MLSE and nothing else. But there's so many other opportunities within the industry that people don't know about, like Wasserman, which is a, a marketing and consulting agency. So we brought them to kind of introduce people that, hey, look, like MLSE is great, 
but Wasserman is the number one agency in Canada for sponsorship. And what they do is like second to none. They've won the agency of the year award three years in a row. And uh, I had the chance to do an internship with them last summer, actually. So that's how we were able to bring them on. And I had reached out to their, their VP and was like, Hey, like, would love to do this collaboration with you guys. Think it'll be a great opportunity. And they were super on board with it. So it just, everything kind of worked out really nicely. And uh, yeah, I mean, in the next couple of months, we're, probably going to run into the summer a bit as well, but hoping to have a couple more initiatives where, yeah, we can um, provide some, some valuable events for the students and uh, just like young professionals in general, where they can come and, and learn and build some relationships too. Right. See, Abhishek, this is what is missing in India. You know, when you, yeah. when you listen to people talk like this, uh, they're so ambitious about the thing. They're so passionate and they want to do something new about it. This is the whole scene that is missing in India. The main, main issue is that people don't want to do something about it or maybe there are not enough resources or more opportunities to do something about the things that they like. For example, if you like sports so much and you want to do something about sports and you did. Similarly, let's say if somebody has interest in filmmaking or somebody is a painter or something and if they want to do something about it, they want to start an initiative, there is, there is no one place to go. It's not streamlined mm -hmm. properly. Uh, right. People don't understand if I want to do something, where should I start? Where should I go? If I want to create something of my own, if I want to have my own initiative, where, where should I go? And right. that is, I think, the most important thing that is missing in India and which is, which is why we are stuck in a stereotype, right? The things that are already right. given to us, we only do that. Mm. We don't but try I, to find new things and uh, try to bring I, uh, more people. Right. Yeah. Right. But I would want to say that like slowly things are changing. And with this, the conversations like yeah. this, we, I'm, I'm re I feel really proud that with mind fresh, with this conversation, with such great guests, like Samir, we are trying to yeah. inculcate people with the thoughts of doing something of this and bring in the change finally. Mm -hmm. And like, and talking about like, like Samir, what are your future goals? What do you see yourself? Like, it's a very interview like question. I, I'm yeah. not interviewing. <laughs> I don't want to really ask that. Where do you see yourself five years? But what are your future goals? Like, what do you want to do? Like, it, let, let it be as big as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give you kind of like, I guess, two answers to that question. One being the, I guess the more like career oriented goal kind of where I see myself going, but um, I think from a career standpoint, definitely like would love to be in, in a leadership position where I'm, I guess, contributing to creating meaningful experiences for fans, for consumers. So I'm really, I'm really interested in kind of the marketing partnership side of sport. Uh, and so that's what I have. I've kind of, my experiences have been in that area. I've tried to pursue further opportunities there as well, but I just think uh, I, I would love kind of building out strategies, building out campaigns that'll, that'll engage fans, that'll engage consumers and just like take their engagement to another level. So I think like I've, I've seen so many of these interesting campaigns happen over the years. And I think uh, it's just, it just seems like a really fun opportunity to be able to play a role in creating those experiences and opportunities for fans. So I think like that's something I would, I would love to do from a career standpoint, post MBA. Uh, and then I think like, thinking more big picture and like holistically, I think like, yeah. And, and uh, like Abhishek, you heard this from any route, but like yeah. would love to like one day, like become like, I don't know, like the, the president or commissioner of like a new basketball league in India and build it from scratch. And I think like, if we could do that, I think the, um, uh, and uh, Hardik, you mentioned this too, about like the infrastructure, the resources, I think like that's what's missing right now. I think India, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not a ton of like basketball courts yeah. or, or facilities. Oh, there are very less number of courts. Exactly. So I think like 
we need the infrastructure. I think like, for example, the NBA now has an office in India, actually in Mumbai, yeah. where they're like investing in different programs and initiatives. I think we need more things like that, where yeah. they're looking to take it to the next level. They need, I know they do like kind of clinics and training camps for kids. We just need those, but on a bigger scale and we need more of them. So I think like, yeah, if one day I could come back to India and like build something out like that for hundreds and hundreds of kids, get them involved, you get sponsors involved, you build the infrastructure, you create something big out of it. I think that would be, that would be amazing. Uh, And, and that's something that, yeah, I mean, it's definitely in my head and and who knows, like a couple years down the road, like. Yeah, I'll keep, a, I'll keep a tab on you and I'll make sure <laughs> something, yeah, yeah. Is, something of that sort is happening. I, you have my vote 100%. Right. Yeah. You, you can hold me, accountable, hold me accountable so that in like, in, in like six, seven years or something, send me a message and be like, man, where's that league that you were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in case you forgot. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. So just like eager to see that happen. And like maybe that would be a team that I would join to. I would learn through your. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, what dream team. <laughs> That's yeah, a dream we'll team. A dream team. <laughs> yeah, we'll form a dream team. We'll put you on the roster. And then, then hey, maybe you Ooh. never know where that'll take you. Yes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Dunk. All right. So thank you so much, Samir, for agreeing to do this. Coming on this podcast as a guest. We loved having this conversation. I hope you loved it too. I did, man. Thank you guys both for, for having me. This was, this was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed the conversation. I think we, we touched on a lot of important subjects. Yes. Yeah, hopefully whoever listens to this, you know, feels a, a little bit inspired, a little bit uh, kind of more open-minded um, and uh, yeah, kind of ready to pursue like whatever their goals are, next opportunities. Because yeah, it's, it's an exciting time, I think, around the world. Times are changing, people are changing yeah. and points are changing. So yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity to be a part of it. So, so yeah, hopefully someone will listening to this will get something out of it. Yes. And there is this one thing which we ask our guests to say at the very end of the podcast. It's something <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this somewhere. I think on Instagram, I might have seen it. Really? But yeah, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. It's it's let's celebrate the power of your minds. So that's we okay. that's something with we promote with Mind Fest, a festival of mind. So go ahead. <laughs> So that is just something you have to say. You can okay. say it on your in your style. Yeah. Okay. Let's celebrate the power of our minds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <game. laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks again, Sami. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining in, man. Thank you guys. Appreciate Thank you so it. much, everyone, for listening. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, and if you have any comments, if you want to know. Uh, something more about this and if you have any anything uh, in your mind you can please comment down below and we'll make sure we address it yeah the way you want to do this, thank you so if these questions mm-hmm. are samir specific we will as avengers say samir patla would return <laughs> 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 yeah.